Uh, welcome along to the podcast edition this week. Um, our guest is our very, very good friend, uh, Mr. Mark Butcher. Mark, welcome along. Hi, Darren. How are you? I'm all a good right. week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, England cricket, what's happened? It's all a long cry from what happened in, uh, in Australia in the West Indies. Yeah, um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. The turnaround is... Who was one of the... <laughs> One of the um, one of the sort of uh, never mind. Somebody said somebody said that uh, that, that someone had done a three hundred and sixty degree U turn. Well, clearly he'd never done any form <laughs> of uh, form of geometry. Um, but it, it, it's been one eighty, yes, for sure. Uh, and with the, and with largely the same players as well. That's, um, right. and that's the that's the extraordinary thing. Um, you know, the the power of power of positive thinking, the power of kind of not of actually not caring if you lose. Um, the power of um, the power of empowering players to kind of to to be the very best version of themselves. I remember doing do, doing my sort of podcast with Wisdom um, in the lead up or in the immediate aftermath of Brendan McCullum being um, being given the, the given the job. And I sort of I, and I said at the time I said I, 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 it came as a bolt out of the blue to me and to probably everybody else. And I gave it ten minutes thought and thought. You know what? That's a that's an absolute genius idea. Um, it's all on record, so there's no no hindsight here. <laughs> um, because because I, I thought to myself, I've spent I've spent time with Brendan in um, in the Caribbean when he was sort of cutting his management teeth, his coaching teeth, um, in the CPL for for Trimbago Night Riders, and I remember sort of spending a bit of time with him and having a few drinks, and we sort of talked about his his idea. His, just his idea of what a good cricket team looks like and what what management might look like um, in a, in a good cricket team, and, and and it struck me that all he wanted to do really was to try and try and empower players to be the, become the very best version of themselves. Now you could say, well, every coach wants to do that, but I think the, the he the way he sees it is is that it isn't my job to tell them what to do. It's my job to kind of to 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 say to them, I think you I, I think you're fantastic. I think I love what you do. That's why you've been picked. I want you to go out and show show that side of yourself to everybody, and don't worry too much about um, you know the failures because the failures are failures are built into cricket. You're always going to fail, so why worry about it? Um, and in and, and in doing that, and in having a, a kindred spirit in in Ben Stokes as captain, who is absolutely all in, you know, kind of he he is so all into that idea. He has he has no interest in drawing a game. Doesn't see the point almost. Um, and just wants to, to be on the front foot, whether it's in the field, you know, encouraging blokes like Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad to go for fours if it means they might take a wicket um, and having them decide that, actually, you know what, after, after my, our entire careers of trying to keep things tight, sod it, who cares? Who cares anymore? <laughs> um, and, and, and convincing, you know, and convincing sort of uh, um, opening batters like Alex Lees, who's, you know, built their, you know, is a Yorkshireman for crying out loud. Um, you know, who's, who's built his entire um, career on kind of playing for his off stump and all, and all that kind of stuff to kind of start charging down the pitch and trying to slog Mohamed Shami over, over back over his head. Um, it's just extraordinary, um, and what fun! I hope, you've, I hope everybody has been enjoying it as much as as much as I have because it's it's been jaw dropping to watch at times. It's, it's amazing. This, I mean, these run chases that we've seen. Uh, I mean, these are test matches against the two sides that made. The World Test Championship final last year, yeah. and you know, whatever the, the situation is going into the fourth innings, it's not a problem. Uh, and just to see 
the shot selection that's going on, mm. uh, and particularly on Joe Root's face, um, just the enjoyment he's got his he's got his mojo back to use one of your musical terms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, the thing with him is um, that throughout throughout the sort of the last you know that sort of seventeen Test match run where where the only one one of them, um, you know, Joe was still scoring mountains of runs. You know his form. His form hasn't gone anywhere. The only, I guess, the thing that's changed for him is that he's now playing without the weight of everybody else on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, what you're seeing is an absolute master of the art of batting, having as much fun as it's possible to have. You know, he's he's completely unshackled from the woes of the captaincy, <clears throat> and he's he's been given a license to thrill, and he has taken it and run with it. And um, and and you know. Even if he gets a dip in form, which looks increasingly unlikely, um, it will still be great fun to watch. You know, Joe Root scooping bowlers over <laughs> third man for six. Just, it's just it, the whole thing's completely mad. <laughs> I saw, and he's. Um, I saw the interview that he gave to you boys um, after the uh, close of play um, this week, and um, <laughs> was self-deprecating enough to say, "Well, at least England have got a man who knows what they're doing now in charge." <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, you can't. And he is he's such a great bloke that he would he would find that very, very funny. He'd, he'd probably be sitting there um, with a with a glass, of glass of whiskey or something with his with his guitar on his lap, sort of think chuckling to himself and thinking, what was I doing? You know, why? Why did why did we sort of make it so? Why did we make it so little fun? I mean, you know, you also have to remember that, um, you know, that they played in all those bubbles right the way through lockdown, tour after tour, all that time on the road, all that time away from all, all of the stuff that kind of made it like wading through treacle at times. But even without that, you know, th- th- this bunch of players and Joe himself would never have, would never have considered playing the way they have. And, and you know, part of that is, again, I was sort of think ruminating over this um, today, you know, the whole thing about these run chases, right? When, when India got 330 ahead, okay, and it looked as though they'd probably end up 450 ahead, we were, all, we, we were looking at each other in the box, you know, myself, even the ultra-positive KP, um, you know, the, the Athers and Nass, all of us who've seen so much cricket, played so much cricket, we were just like, well, you know, it's done. There's, you know, it's too many. India's bowling attack is too good. The pitch on, on day four had actually sort of started to, to go up and down a bit. Think the ball that got rid of Cody. Pajara had a couple that rolled along the ground. Uh, and we're just like, there's just no way. I don't care how how brave and bold and positive all of this is. This is where it sort of, this is where it reaches the limits of possibility. And the reason you think like that is because you have seen and played so much cricket and in your, and your brain tells you that this just isn't possible. It's not possible. <laughs> so part so part of our problem is is that you, we know we know too much about the game you know if you, if you think about it and that and that Joe you know Joe had sort of had grown up in a play he's played for a very long time now Joe Root and he's got sort of got it into he would have had it in his mind when he was captain that kind of you know this is there's no doing this you know we have to try and waste time as much as we can in the field we have to then try and play out for a draw from the beginning when it's our chance to bat and that's kind of inbuilt in your sort of in what you know about the game um and and these and Ben and, and Brendan have just come along and gone well why you know 
they've questioned everything. Why, why do we need to turn up um, two hours before the start of play every day and, and go out and do sort of, you know, Ministry of Silly Walks warm-ups and all that kind of stuff? Why do we do that? You know, I, I, I go back to, again, my playing days. I remember the playing against sort of um, Steve Waugh's Australia team. And kind of we'd be we'd be on the field at Brisbane, you know, an hour and a half, two hours before before the start of the game. It would already be 30 plus degrees with 90 degree humidity. And we're running around like idiots. Half an hour before the half an hour before the toss, Australia stroll across the pitch in their in their flip-flops, <laughs> having just had, had a lovely morning in the swimming pool, or or you know, Warney having doing whatever he was doing, probably sleeping and, and having a couple of B and H in the hammock. They rolled, walked, strolled across the ground, laughed at us went and got changed, came out and gave us a hiding. And that was, you know, that was the end of it. And, and this, and, and Stokesy and, and Baz McCullum have done exactly the same. The team are turning up, they're turning up late, well, not late, but they're turning up very, very relaxed. Um, you know, kicking the ball around in the field. Those who want to have a bat, have a bat. Those who want to have a bowl, have a bowl. If people don't want to do anything, they don't have to. Um, and they go out, if they, you know, if they're ready, they don't have to go out and perform for the audience, you know, do, making, making it look like they're, that they're all together as a team. They know they're together as a team. Um, you know, they question everything. They turn everything upside down. And in the process, they've made lots and lots of people who had kind of given up on the idea of either Test cricket or at least the England team and Test cricket. Um, and, and, they, and, and those people are all flooding back to come and watch and play. Reminds me of that story about Chris Cowdery walking out to do the toss in his blazer, flannels and all the rest of it. And... King Viv marches out in his flip-flops, shorts, and his Bob Marley T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and you know, takes Cowdery goes through his team, whatever Cowdery goal. Viv gives him his team, and, and then turns around to him and says, "You play who you like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care." <laughs> and what about the bowlers as well? I mean, there's a lot of focus on the batters uh, of this yeah. current England team, but there's. Uh, there's a lot of good things going on with the bowling attack. It's not just the Jimmy and Brody show, is it? No, it's not. Um, you know, obviously, um, Jimmy's taking five in the first innings. I think, and, they, and they've done it twice now, and back-to-back test matches. In fact, no, three times. They, they, did it at, they did it at Trent Bridge too. So at Trent Bridge against New Zealand and at, at, um, at Headingley against New Zealand. In the third innings of the match, when things were very much in the balance or when, you know, the opposition had a slight lead or whatever it might be, India had a huge lead, 132. They've kind of come out and, and, and attacked from ball one, you know. And, and again, I, I used to have this sort of this idea as, as a captain as well, that if, if a team is already miles ahead, then what's the point of trying to stop and pick boundaries? You might as well just, just keep your catches in. Let them score as fast as the, they either score as fast as they want to score, or you take wickets. You know the, the bit in the middle doesn't matter. You, you, you're done anyway. And, and England have basically done that. They did it to, to India to an extraordinary degree. Really, mm. India should were in a position where they could have absolutely they could have made it utterly impossible. You know, uh, but the, the boys kept attacking. They kept the catching fielders in. Um, they again went for the short ball thing, which had kind of not not worked particularly well in the way. In fact, it was awful in the first inning. But went for it again against the tail when they had a chance um, in the second. Matthew Potts is, is becoming a, a becoming a sort of first name on the team sheet bowler for for England, and then Ben himself, you know, who's been quiet with the ball, whether whether deliberately so or otherwise, um, you know, then came in and went. Okay, I asked you all to bowl short in the first innings, and it didn't work particularly well. I tell you what, I'll do it this time, and he did it and, and took four for four for thirty or whatever it was, and wrapped wrapped things up. 
and then it left the it left the door ajar, didn't it? And kind of, you know, um, for for the for the run chase because you know India would have been thinking to themselves, oh, we've just seen what they've done to New Zealand. Let's make let's push it at four fifty or something. And they had the time, and they certainly had the batting to do it. So absolutely right, the, the bowling attack deserves an enormous amount of amount of credit, as does Ben Stokes, his captaincy, his field placing, his attacking instinct in the field. So um, you know, all in all. <laughs> So he left the, left the door ajar and, um, you know, and, and England then sort of stormed through it with all of the all of the guile and grace of Boris Johnson playing rugby with nine year olds. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, uh, they, but, you know, bullied him. And in the end, you know, again, you're sort of thinking, well, first of all, you're thinking it's impossible. Then Lees and Crawley get you off, get you off to a great start. Crawley, who's who's um, you know, really been struggling, but has been working on trying to get get into the drive a little bit more, get his head at the ball a little bit more so he leaves it better outside off stump. He he had a really, you know, 40 odd is not 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 a, not not end at the end of the argument, but it showed that what he's been working on is something that's gone in a little bit and he and Lee's got us off to a flyer. Um and then, you know, you turn up on the you turn up on the fifth day and there was literally no nerves in the ground. Everyone just thought we were gonna we were gonna walk it. And that in itself is utterly extraordinary. Feel, to me, it kind of feels like 2005 all over again. That same, you know, from day one at Lords that morning all the way up to day five this week. It's been cricket that you can't walk away from. You know, you turn your back mm. and something happens. Or and I remember 2005 being like that. Um, yeah, cricket hasn't been like that in this country for a while. I mean, probably as far back as 2005 in the Test scene. Um, probably just at the right time where. Questions were being asked. You've got the, the the march of the white ball game and England's fantastic success with that. It was just yeah. the right time for people to remind to be reminded about the importance of a test, a great test side. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't just the right time. It was kind of people were walking away. You know, it was it was becoming painful to watch. Now, nobody expected it. Nobody expected it to sort of turn around at this sort of speed. Least of all Ben and. <laughs> And Rob Key and, and and Baz McCullum, you know, they had an idea of how they wanted it to go. And, and I think think back to Joe Root's innings in the in the, the in the run chase at the Oval. If England not at the Oval at Lords in the first Test of the summer, if England had lost that, then who knows what might have happened? There might have been there might have been changes. I know that there were there were some guys who were in the firing line really because you know Baz didn't want to come in and sort of throw everybody out with the bathwater, but he was also there were also question marks over a lot of people in that team before it started. So Joe sees them home in that first one. They carry that sort of momentum and energy and kind of they, they become emboldened by that going into the second one and play an unbelievable game, you know, concede 553 and win the test match um, at, at Trent Bridge. And then heading there is just madness on, on, a, on another level. <laughs> um and you know, poor old India come over, and of course they've not got their captain or, or KL Rahul. They've, they're still a pretty damn good side, mate. Um, and they just run into this juggernaut that is. Uh, that, that's built. <laughs> and the, the only thing, the only thing bad, I suppose, at the moment is that you're, we're going to have to wait. We have to wait until August for for the Test match team to get back together again. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's all white ball stuff between now and then. But but I mean, th there's nothing wrong with a bit of anticipation. You know, um, people are going to be really looking forward to this South Africa series now. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, yeah, I picked up a statistic today. Virat Kohli has dropped out of the ICC top 10 test batters for the first time since November 2016. 
and he was lively as you like, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> this week. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe too much. So, I mean, you know, the game, the game, and and the crowd actually, the crowd was almost not quite 50-50, but but it felt like it at times in terms of people supporting England or people supporting India, and it was all very good natured until um, uh, it would have been Monday, wouldn't it? But until the Monday afternoon, and uh, you know, and some of the some of the sort of it's it's great because of the passion, but it's also kind of slightly inflammatory, isn't it? And you can yeah. You can I, mean, I was going to ask you about that because obviously you were there. Yeah. I mean, was it a case of um, a, just a, a minority, a few idiots that was just coming well, out? Well, I mean, we, we we don't we don't know because we didn't we didn't sort of catch anything on the on the ca- on on cameras because it was ba- it was verbal, you know, it was it was ver- there were verbal exchanges going on, and so, but I mean, obviously it's disgusting, you know. Mm. Um, and the the game will will do the very best it can to stop that from happening in the stands. Society still has a long bloody way to go, doesn't it? That's yeah, kind of yeah. that's kind of where we are. Um, so, but I mean, you know, on on Virat in terms of his batting form, I mean, he he looked pretty sharp actually in the second innings. He got a snorter from from Ben. Um, uh, I wonder. I still think I still think he could do with taking six months off. Just put the bat and pads away and just go and go and do something else for a little while and, and cut, because his 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 work his not his workload the amount of games he's played um haven't he's been captain for nearly all of that time as well um has been as utterly ridiculous and uh, and and no one everybody needs to kind of to to take a bit of time to charge up it doesn't matter how how into the contest they are, they are the brain needs a rest sometimes and he needs a rest yeah, that's right. I mean, I mean, they're off to the West Indies straight after this, uh, the England mm. series as well. So it's a lot of travelling. I mean, at least mm. we're coming out of the whole COVID situation, which, as you said earlier, mm. um, didn't help many people at all. L- least of all, you commentating boys. I mean, the amount of people that I've managed to get hold of and speak to that were locked up in hotel rooms and mm. um, had no excuse not to talk to me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of which, I mean, that was another thing I noticed um, this week is that um, you boys in the commentary box seem to be enjoying every second of it. There was a lot of laughter. There was a lot of, you know, everyone was relaxed. K, even KP was joining in and poor old NASA with the, the, the yeah. cropped picture. The photograph, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was all good. Yeah, and the best thing about that was, was that Ravi was at, absolutely oblivious. He When he sent that picture out, he had no idea that there was somebody missing. It was kind of, <laughs> KP sent it to, to our WhatsApp group. As a, you know, we all sort of like laughed, you know, thought, saw the joke, and then and Ravi just kind of you know, didn't really pay any attention and just sent it out there. And then you know, NASA's comic timing is pretty damn good, if you ask me. Um, it was it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And, and just before we wrap up, um, just a, a word on that Netherlands series where you and Dooley were out there. Um, amazing cricket, and again, um, the crowd, uh, a travelling crowd, seemed to seem to be having a ball. But that was positive. Yeah. Yeah, but it was good. I mean, it, it was a right mess on the Friday. It was sort of like thirty-five degrees, and they don't—they don't sell any beer that's under five percent in in the <laughs> Netherlands. And I'm not—I'm not sure they were not sure they were quite ready for what happened um, on the Friday. Um, and of course, you know, England almost made five hundred, didn't they, on that day? I mean, the, you know, the, the the contest itself was was a no contest, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it, it, it's interesting. You know, I think. And, and where you get the time to do this, I don't know, but it would be it would be fabulous to try and get something happening whereby England um, and perhaps Ireland and whatever go go and do something in the Netherlands 
once a year uh, because well, not least because the the fans a lot of the fans can't afford to do you know your West Indies and South Africa trips and whatever it might be it's a chance to go and watch England away from home it's not you know not too far not too expensive not too difficult despite the best efforts of oh never mind I won't go there um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I mean it was pretty cool yeah excellent right now before you go um let's get away from cricket music what are you up to what's in the pipeline um not much actually i i had a i'm just too busy in the summer i kind of thought that i might end up doing doing a bit of live quite a bit of live stuff during the summer but i've ended up sort of absolutely snowed in with, with work on the on the comms but there is a there's been a lot of writing going on um and so you know fingers crossed there might be another another album or a new bunch of songs coming out at some point over the next six months or so so i'm quite excited about that have you had any time to sort of uh, get together with the boys just to play a bit together or get in the studio um we did we did a little but that was we had a gig at um which you kindly advertised for me um at the at the troubadour that's right um yeah. in uh, which was great and, and we're trying to get another one of those done at some point maybe in october so uh, i'd be sure i will let you know Excellent, excellent. Well, Mark, um, I know you're a very busy man and uh, off to uh, continue this fantastic run of uh, England cricket and all the rest of it. Um, many thanks for joining us and um, we have to catch up soon and uh, have something to eat and drink maybe, get uh, get Dooley and maybe some of the others along. I think that would be a very, very fine idea. Mark <laughs> Butcher, uh, massive Hi. friend of the show and we always appreciate your support and uh, go well, my friend, and we'll catch up soon. Cheers, bud.